Guys, Sean. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've got, we got batteries. What the fuck is that? Switched on. We've got a clear SD card. We do have a clear SD card. I have the clear I'll tell you what, that air conditioner is going to be working this way. You ready? Born ready. Born ready. Welcome to another week of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. Brought to you as always by MGA Traffic. What's your motto for that? Traffic, transport and waste. They do it the, better than anyone that I've ever met at least. I'm Sean Peterbudge. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Hello. Buonasera ragazzi. And Tim Davis. Good evening boys. How are we all? Yeah, good. I'm pretty pleased. That's a good start. I got the intros done without forgetting about it and realising 45 minutes into the record. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that. Well, do we have any uh, quirky nonsense to start with this week? Oh, Sean's 31st birthday. Robert Rassi, you're beauty. <laughs> well, you know, Happy that, birthday, Sean. Thanks, that did happen a couple of days ago. Yeah. Oh, so it's not today? No. Oh, yeah, okay. No. Cool. It's been and gone. That's all right. The 25th. 25th of the second. 25th. Wowzers. 25th of the second. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's <laughs> this? Read the card first. The oh, card no. is on the... Oh, no. For those listening, Fabian has just given Sean a present, which you probably wouldn't have known listening. Oh, no. I know what he's given me. I don't even need to look at the bag. Okay, without looking at the read it out. Uncle Sean. That's from um, Harvey, I imagine. Fabian doesn't call me Uncle Sean, to my great regret. <laughs> I call you Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not on record, Fabian. <laughs> Happy birthday. This is a character from one of the best Christmas movies of all time from Harvey and Alexander. Please stop. P.S. Stop swearing. I'm going to bet... That it's Detective John McClane. Jeez, I tell you what, his his have a look. His, uh, have a look. S- d- skills of deduction oh. no, are like, no, almost on point. I'm actually happy with that. It's uh, Mr. It's Hans Gruber, which is better. Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much. Price is still left on there. I know how much they are. I buy enough of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so it's a it's a Hans Gruber Funko Pop. Because I was going to run with the gag, left the price on to show you that it was reduced. You know, because it's post Christmas. Because yep. you know it's it's obviously a Christmas thing. All the Christmas themed merchandise goes on sale. There's a lot of a lot of parts to this gag. I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's he's reaching, he's stretching it. No, that's good. I, I do I do quite like uh, Die Hard, but if I was going to buy a pop, it would be uh, Hans, only because of uh, Alan Rickman. Yep, the late great, the late great Alan correct, Rickman, correct. who um, is obviously superb. They haven't done an um, not that I expect them to do a uh, a Robin Hood line, yep. but they haven't done a Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. Which is a bit disappointing. I do like him as Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> what do you say? I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> Why not a knife? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's dull. It'll hurt more. <laughs> he was very good. That, that was on TV not long ago. That is yeah. no, it's not a very good movie, but it holds a very special place yeah. in people's hearts because of a time and a place. And Brian it's Adams. A great soundtrack. Yep. Brian Adams, Correct. of course. There's a lot of real stupid shit in there, like Christian Slater. Just yes. in general. <laughs> Just in general, yeah. You know, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's not a great actor. The, 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 no, the, I agree with that. The, uh, the blatant racism shown towards Morgan Freeman, especially when they're, she's Big John's missus is delivering the baby. So uh, He came through with the goods, though, old Morgan. Does he, does he perform cesarean, effectively? I've seen it done on, on horses or something. Well, either that, cause, but when you do it with horses, you literally stick your arm right in and well, maybe drag the done. baby out. You've got to grab so. the legs. Yeah. So I know um, 
if we'd had known about this, I don't have time to prepare, unfortunately, but um, we could have done a top 10. We could have done the top 10 best cameos in film history. I thought you were going to say live births on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very niche category. Yeah. Um, but no, top 10 cameos in film history, Sean Connery would have to rate a, yes. a feature as Richard. Yes, King yes. Richard. Was Richard III? Oh, I think it is, yep. yep. He rocks up at the end and you're like, huh. oh, it's over. You're like, fuck. Yeah. It's like the best bit of the movie. Or best bit of the Tropic Thunder. Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it for... Three seconds, not even. Two seconds. You were over Jennifer Love Hewitt by the time that film was released. I was, but still, it was nice to see her. She turned 40 last week. Has she held her own, nah. unlike Claudia Schiffer, in your opinion? No. You, yeah. <laughs> no, no. No. Yeah, okay. No, she's just, she's, you know, a 40-year-old mother. She looks good enough for her age, but, you know. Oh, excellent. It's a bit excellent. of a backhanded cobbler. <laughs> um, I've got a bit of news. I'll do you just. Yeah, I'm going to barley on Saturday. Okay, have fun. Yeah. Get no, a pack better, some, better pack but some singlets. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Tim leaves the room. Because I've actually got a flight in uh, 25 minutes. Yeah. Well, it was almost like that. My younger sister, Kath, shout out to Kath. Shout yep. out to Kath. She, um, you know Kath, yeah. Um, we both know Kath. Um, well, I mean, let's be honest. I think I may have met her at some point. Well, she's aware of you. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. You have a reputation that precedes yourself. That's it's been both, both rocking ex- all 31 years. So. <laughs> give, us, give us the quote again. That both excites and worries me. Uh, I can't remember what, yeah, something about being a rat bag or something yeah, like that. Annoying rat bag or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> so anyway, Kath rings on Sunday evening and goes, uh, actually said to Elise first, do you want to come to Bali? I'm going on Saturday. And it was like, where's that come from? And as it turns out, Kath's on um, she resigned her position, so she's unemployed at the moment, got a big payout from a former employer. Super. Um, yeah, well, not super. But no, I've been like a good really result. Nice. Yeah, it's just a good result. <laughs> um, uh, she's actually recently come back from a trip to Kenya and Tanzania, did a bit of the old big game safari type stuff. Oh, fuck, for a, a second there, I thought you were going to say big game hunting. I was thinking, <laughs> really? Yeah, no, Kat's not. Like uh, I don't know if they let she's you... not a rifle kind of a girl. I don't know if they let you do that anymore. She's <laughs> a big rhino. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not a, she's not a dentist. <laughs> Take so. down the big one. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, she was going to go to Bali with one of her best friends. Uh, her best friend, Ellie, she lives in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fucking people in Perth love Bali. They do. Well, I don't closer. understand why. It's closer. It's like four hours away. Yeah, but like, I don't We get go it. six and a half hours there, four hours But, away. like, it's already hot. Well, it's not as hot as Bali. No, but, it, but it's, it's already... It's not as cheap as Bali either. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, exactly it's right. Like just go down to Cottesloe or something. Like <laughs> yeah, Scarborough Beach. Yeah, spot on. Um, anyway, um, so uh, Ellie's pregnant. And pretty late in the pregnancy, and her doctors kind of said, I really don't recommend that you fly. So Kat's got a three-bedroom villa that sleeps seven, all to herself, and kind of said, well, look, it's... It's going to be living like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but if you've got... If you've got... um, Who do I know has got lots of cash and time to spare? (laughs) Well, Tim. And and obviously, yeah, you've got... (laughs) No commitments. You pay a bit more for your flight. So anyway, she goes, do you want to go? And um, as it turns out... um, You do. Tales from the punt... Oh, no. Got the quaddy on the weekend. <laughs> and um, quaddy paid $948, oh. and I had it one and a half times. That's so a couple co- of flights to Bali. Yeah, so collected collected just in the shadows of about 1500 bucks. And uh, so when Kath said, how about it? It was like, fucking let's do it. And the children? Uh, well, they'll go to school like they do every other week. So, so is it just you going? I am going with my younger sister, yes. Okay. So the, Okay. All right. So for a second, I thought it was a... No, no, no. Me. I am going just to Bali. Just you, solo, yep. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just you, on your own. Han Solo. 
Hans. Yeah, well, when are you back? <laughs> You've been Hans Gruber. I'll be back late Wednesday, so I will miss pod record next week. So let the team down. I may have to, uh, the cultural attaché to Indonesia may mm, need to pre-prepare we'll a quiz. But I don't know how you would do a quiz asking the questions without knowing what the answers are. Not exactly. It's a problem. We'll yeah. need to work on this. We'll, we'll call you live. <laughs> I'll be on an aeroplane. Probably won't work. Oh, fuck them. It's all a myth that the phone calls stuff up the instruments anyway. I, I have seen that uh, there is a bit of a sk- sketch on The only on thing that. he's probably would be not that the plane will go down if he, he's on his phone is that he'll have no mobile reception yeah. in the air. Some planes have Wi-Fi. We can, we can FaceTime him. Let's take down an airliner. Let's do it. Who are you flying with? In the name of the well, quiz. Let's not, let's not rule it out. Who are you, <laughs> in the name of the quiz. Who are you flying with? Uh, Jetstar. Yeah, that's not going to be it. That's not going to be it. Yeah. Malaysian Airlines, that would... Jesus. Are they still in business? I think they are. There was another... There was a, I, I flew was Malaysian at, Airlines twice. Or oh, we've done Malaysian Airlines a few times. We're always good. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, we were good until they weren't. I reckon it was pilot error more than it had anything to do with the airline itself. Who would know? Certainly not us. I'm maybe, not sure maybe why we're speculating. Even, maybe it never even took off. Well, what about the 380 odd people that are now unaccounted for? Oh, well. They're with Matthew Fox on an island somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a lost reference. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't making a party of five reference. Ooh. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to some actual I just thought I'd let that pause there. Um Pretty exciting stuff all around football-wise. AFL uh, kicks off JLT series tomorrow night. Do you want to recap what happened last week, Timbo? I, I took in half of the Carlton-Hawthorne game, um, just okay. as it turned out. Which I, half? I, second half. Okay. Um, probably from a Carlton perspective, it didn't really matter. Um, we probably oh. kicked more goals in the second half than we did the first. Um, Don't think we kicked any goals in the second quarter at all, did we? It was one quarter we didn't, so... No, actually, I was the third. That does sound awfully like us. Yeah. yeah, there was one end that was a bit more of a scoring end, as it turns out, but I don't think that was because of conditions. I think it's just the way that it played out. But it's just uh, one of the on teams a dead still, On a dead still sunny day. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, just one of the teams was no good. Yeah. But look, takeaway, I mean, look, Hawthorne, the one thing Hawthorne has always done well is use the ball well. They did that. We didn't. When we turned it over, they were able to cut us up and score pretty easily, which... It's frustrating to watch, but then you kind of look at it and go, well, we were winning the footy. We were getting it, and then we were screwing it up. Hawthorne weren't getting it. Now, if we don't turn it over, they don't get the footty. Mm. So that I, I know true. they were yeah. dropping them in behind the ball, were they not? Yeah, they were. They were. And then they'll just, once they, and they obviously just back themselves in that once they get it, they'll be able to work their way out of uh, that, you know, our forward line, our, our defensive. Until we improve our skills, that's going to be the tactic. Of every team, totally, totally. So that's what that's what happened. There were you know guys like Jared Garlett and Liam Jones were trying to take the game on and hit targets that they just they just weren't nailing. And uh, so running out of halfback and sort of trying to kick sort of over the middle and try and open the game up and just you turn the ball over at that point against any team, let alone a Hawthorne with the skills they've got, and they just butcher you. So that was probably the story of the game. What were, um, you, what were your highlights? Look, Sam Walsh was the highlight. I mean, we, we like to get excited about our kids. And I think same time last year in the JLT match against St Kilda, he did a few things. He had a tooth knocked out and everybody sort of said, oh, he's tough and all that sort of stuff, which pa- he yeah, is. Paddy Dow, you're talking about? Paddy Dow. What did I say? 
We were talking about Sam Walsh. And- yeah, no, well, last year, Paddy Dow mm, yeah. was the player we got excited about. You always get excited about one of your early draft picks and the guys that they've talked up. He's the guy you want to see and whether he handles senior footy. And Paddy Dow looked good last year. Sam Walsh looks <laughs> something else again. And you don't want to go You don't want to go too hard too early. You did have so. that. Somebody, I obviously only saw a couple of the highlights. That, you know, they're cut from ground level, the, the TV station being there. But you did have that. It's uh, on, on, on the Carlton website. No, I don't even know. If, I think it might have just been on, like, Fox or something the there next was, day. There was some a couple of bits on Twitter came up. Yeah. yeah on the AFL. Yeah. I went to the Hawthorne website to see if, because obviously they just showed all the Carlton good points. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kelly's just texted me about something about Merit at First Sight. Dino's been recording his wife without her knowledge. Sorry, in the shower. Um, No details are sketchy at this point. Continue. We'll we'll chime back in when we get some more uh, detail. But I was watching the um, some sort of highlights, if you will, such as they were, and he did move. I saw someone compare him to Cochin. Yep. And he did move like Cochin. Yep. I hate that thing where everyone says, oh, what are you? You're the next. <laughs> or he's like. But you look at him and go, yeah, he kind of has that sort of hunched do you ever style hear the, about it. Do you hear like, the Colin Sylvia uh, comparison when he got drafted? So yeah. he's taken pick three in the draft. Kid can play. He's got talent. So shifter. Who does Colin Sylvia play like? Eh, he's a bit of a cross between Mark Rusciuto and Michael Voss. Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> Don't make it any harder for him. <laughs> Poor old Colin's no longer with us. Yeah, the late great. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, the late, late. anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Tim. I wasn't going to go there, but you both did. I just said the late. I didn't say, I, we both oh. did nothing. It was, oh, no. Nice. Sad. Um, well, a kid who did have it, talent and probably didn't make good on it. So no, not at all. Didn't make good on his life. You know Jeez, I mean? man. I'm saying things could have and should have worked out better, but for... A lot of circumstances, they didn't. It's a sad Fuck, story. Man. We're, not being, we're being brought to you by MGA Traffic, not the Tobin brothers. Oh, Jesus. Move on. Fucking hell. Um, so a couple of other names that it, that I looked at and impressed. Sam petrevsky Seaton got a lot of it, was very involved, looked fit, got over the ground did, well. Did he do enough to dissuade Fab's negativity? Uh, I think Fabian would have been happy with the work rate and and he would be bullish, on about this would be bullish to say that he was ready to take the next step. Mm. I didn't mind Matthew Kennedy. Um, he looked good. He looked fitter. Did he do enough to dissuade Fab's negativity? <laughs> no, I don't think he did. He played on a half-forward flank for a while when he wasn't in the middle, and half-forward flank just doesn't suit Matthew Kennedy. No, he's not mobile There's, enough. No, he's not quick. Big not body quick players we need at the coalface at Preston. Yep. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy I did like, who I thought played well and we pumped him up last week, was Jacob Wiedering. I thought he played a really consummate role at centre-half back. And My dad said he looked bigger. Yeah, he looked good. I saw a photo of him today. He looked bigger. Yeah. So. Liam Jones took a lot of marks, uh, defended really well, and just needs to handball to somebody Someone else. Someone just needs to run around the back. Correct. Well, Dale Thomas did a couple of times. He ignored him and then needs, proceeded think, to kick it out of bounds or something. I think That's where I think, and I know he did well for more reports playing it forward, but that's where I want to see Dave Cunningham. Yeah. Because Dave Cunningham can break a line. Well, and if he gets caught once or twice, yep. I really don't care, but tell Dave Cunningham... Because all the raps on him from all the, all his, you know, his under eighteen stuff is is Chris Judd like in the way he gets the ball Absolutely. and can break. Well, he stood out. The bits that I saw, he really stood out. He showed a touch Did of he class. Yeah, that's right. He, he roamed around a little bit, but he was good. Harry Mackay looked really, really impressive at full forward. Harry um, Mackay did almost one of the. I don't know if it was actually. I'm not even sure if it was last year or maybe even the year before. I'm just trying to get my years right. We played Collingwood out at uh, Victoria Park, and. Uh, 
I reckon it might have been the year before. But anyway, he got the ball. He was about 60-odd, 70-odd metres from goal. And the ball didn't quite get to him, but he gathered it and then turned and then proceeded to burn his slug of an opponent off. <laughs> and he was just sprinting in the 50, and he looked magnificent. And then he got to about 15-odd metres out, went around the body and missed, which was odd because it just seemed you like... did a similar thing at Etihad last how year. How have you missed that? We did a similar thing at the Gold Coast game where he took a bloke on and the siren sounded just before yeah, he kicked it. Yeah, and it was like, Jesus. It was almost like that, you know, that... Uh, that thing in um, in Jurassic Park when Sam Neill's asking, like, how fast can the T-Rex run? It's like 35 miles an hour. Like, when he gets fucking motoring in open space, yep. he motors. Yeah. But we just don't get to see it too often because he's deep or doesn't get to turn his opponent. But he has got some pace. Well, he's got Park some pace reference. and he's got size and Check. presence and all those sorts of things. So he was – he just looked good. So he, he needs a lot to go well for him. Um, we played without a Ruckman. Yeah, we were, it was Tom DeConning and Levi Kasbolt going up against Blue Ben Chip. McAvoy and um, whatever his name Jonathan is, Segler. Segler. Yeah, so we got we got creamed. We got creamed in the ruck, and yet we were still winning a lot of contests. Which I, suppose I think you didn't have Fisher. I think Aug as well. Cripps either. Yeah, but it's two players. I mean, we need more than that. No, but they're two players that'll be in there. Yeah, true. True. They were missing some guys, obviously, as well, as, as you all are. But yeah. uh, obviously, we look forward to play the Bobbers tomorrow night. Um, squads look relatively strong. There's obviously a few guys that aren't quite ready to play on both sides of the ball. So who's key outs for Essendon? Shield playing? Oh, you said you, you, you were... Are you looking at it? You, 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 you yeah. were intimating you were looking exactly. at it. Exactly. I thought you had it up. Going to be honest, I just hope that neither of you asked. <laughs> was like me saying Matty Prasparkas' first goal was a really good one. And it was a 50-metre penalty <laughs> on the goal line. <laughs> Dyson Hepburn. No, it was a down-the-field 50. She did nothing but receive a kick that was not hers. Is that what it was? Okay. Joe Danaher's in. Heppel's in. Merritt is in at the moment. Smith is in. They'll smash it. Um, Dylan Shields, one of three new faces. Zach Clark's in. We'll get done. That's Why? all right. Why? Because you're hearing those names. Please. No. Please. Fuck them. Oh, look, I'm happy to be. Look, so it says at times key, against yeah. Hawthorne, we looked a bit like we're not quite there yet. I, I think, I think, I think this, um, Carlton's season is going to be a season of two halves, and I think it will take a while to sort of find our feet. We want to have that first half up and running. Oh, we do, we do. But I think our second half will be better because I just think we'll start really growing together. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting a better second half than a first half. But that's just that's just a gut feel. Okay, notable absentees for Carlton are Doherty, Fasolo, Cruiser, Marchbank, Lang, Pickett, Williamson and Stocker. Emergencies listed are DeConning, Casbolt, Goddard and Kennedy. Um, absentees for the Bombers are Marty Gleeson, who I'm just staggered, continues to get through games of AFL football. Kale Hooker, Tom Bell Chambers, Orazio, Fantasia. He's elite, according to Champion Day. David Myers and Matty D. Uh, and their emergencies are Stewart, Draper, Minot, and Clark. So, on paper at least, they're they're eighteen slash twenty two. It's obviously extended twenty four man team. Is certainly closer to full strength than ours. Yep. But we're not without some some good players out there. So, I, I just want to see. And we spoke. I spoke to Fab about this last week whilst we were sort of following the game. You know, with both your commentary and, and on Twitter, we need to be. Better structured. We can lose. That's you can lose. That's fine. But we actually need to see some improvement in the way we play the game. Yep. Because we've got a bit of ability out there now. That, that that's mm. that excuse is now sort of no longer there because we've drafted very heavily. We've recruited some talented players. We got guys that should be able to do better than our system seems to allow them to. 
And if you look at the simple thing for me and the way I put it to Fab last week was, how many goals do we need to find a week? 14. But, I mean, you look at this and you think, I went through and did some little stats, and you go, last year we by far averaged the fewest goals in the competition, yep. understandably. Yep. We averaged 8.7 goals a game, 9.1 behinds a match, so it sort of evens out. You know, you're thinking we, we average about 16, 17 shots on goal a game. You look at a team that finished 8th in Geelong, 13.2 goals a game. Hawthorne, who finished 4th, were 13, and Richmond were 14. So you look so at that. So 14's a bit of an ask, isn't so it? So 14's really? a bit of an ask. We're not expecting to jump from eight so to 12. 12. We want 12. But you sit there and go, we actually need to find between three and four goals a game. More than what we're a doing. A goal a quarter. Yep. A goal a quarter. To yep. put ourselves in the frame to be competing, yep. to be competitive. Yep. What's the timeline to get those goals? Do we get two of them this year? Two games. As in, do we get two of those average goals? Oh, I see. Because we, we can't be kicking eight goals a game every week. Well, no, no. At some point, not. that has to become 10. It has to become mm. 12. Well, last year, we did the whole... We... Because go back two years ago... We were very defensive. Minded. Very defensive, and we thought we need to start scoring more, but then in the attempt to score more, we copped a whole lot more goals. We did. Yep. And then it snowballed due to the lack of personnel. Yep. It all got compounded towards the end, but... Um, but even then, we just, we're I just, think it's just very messy. Like, we, just, we don't seem yeah. to move the ball with any fluency... We don't even really seem to know what we're trying to do. We came into that last game of, of 2018, and some of the stuff we were doing from a setup point of view was mind-boggling. Mm. When we started several centre bounces with no forwards, <laughs> that's not an exaggeration either. Well, the AFL is not allowing us in, to do like, that. Like, in the bud, yeah. Like it's not. I mean, at one point we had, you know, Charlie was there on three. We would win it out of the off, off hands off the ruck, and you sit there go, we actually can't move it because we've got one. And forward, yep. And it was just, it was just weird. And you sit there going, I don't think there was enough scrutiny on that. I don't think there was enough questioning on what are they trying to do. But then, surely behind closed doors, there would have to have been some sort of a dialogue to be able to say we're going to do this this way because, and whether it is you know, you know, rather than blazing, get the wave of runners coming past and use balls, you know, use a an outnumber that we create ourselves because we're controlling the ball and can control the pace of the game. But at some point, there's got to be a kick inside 50 and you can't get that far ahead of the ball. We actually have to... We, once again, we've spoken about this a little while ago. We, for as long as I can recall, for the last decade, quite a few years, we don't... Even when we had Fev, and we've spoken about not needing this because we had Fev, but we we, we kick too shallow. Far too shallow. We don't try to kick to a dangerous space. We don't try to kick to 30 metres out relatively directly in front. And we said last year, how many times do you see a Carlton guy get the ball outside 50, run inside to 30 and bang a goal? Never. Yeah, with the exception of Zach Fisher, he was probably the only one that did it with any regularity like, last year. We just take we just take low percentage shots on goal. Yeah, yep. And it's just unsustainable. Well, that's why and you end up with point, an average of eight goals a game. Yeah, and you just sit there going, some of the goals that... Um, Dad and I were actually right behind. Maybe West Coast. You, the game will come to me. But Harry kicked a couple of ludicrous goals, like back GWS to back. He kicked a couple. Of but games. from about forty-five meters out, MCG um, punt road end, and you just sit there going, "He's put them through, fantastic." Yeah. But you're not going to do that every time. Whereas you look at what were Hawthorne in the first quarter, five straight. Yeah. All their opposition seemed to have, and I, I this is you go back, and I don't think we do more than one or two a, a year. Our goals to behinds ratio is always in favour of 
behind. The well, even even this part that past year, like I said, we were eight eight goals, nine behinds. Yeah. And and as you say, from an average perspective, if we have a game where we're kicking twelve, it legitimately means there's other games so the where score, we're kicking I four. The scoring shots are there for us. We just got to. Oh no, we don't create anywhere near enough no, no, scoring no. opportunities. We need to create more. <clears throat> I think we get. It, I think when you look at it, the stats say we get it inside fifty enough. Once again, but, but similarly, we're so shallow. So you, shallow. You, there's no authority that gives that means an inside fifty is any chance of being a scoring shot. There's no shot. danger. And then, even if you do convert it into a scoring shot, are you in a genuine position to be able to kick a goal? And a lot of the time, the answer is not really. Not yeah. that we've got three legitimate tall forwards. Yep. I don't see how we can't get the ball in longer. So long as they're marking, we need a center half forward down Mate, the no line. One, no one, no one, no one out like they'll just be. It'll be like comedy capers. They'll be running into each other and shit. And injuring one another. Yeah, it'll be like that scene in Major League I where they're fielding the high McGovern. balls in the in the outfield and they're just running into Mr. each McGovern other. And tell everyone else just to get the f out of. He just jumps over them. Though. The forty forward thirty. Yeah, but they're going to be defenders. He's going to need to jump over. Yeah, he could do that. And then you play Harry at centre half forward. And you play Charlie wherever the fuck Charlie wants to play. I'd, yeah. I'd give Charlie a little bit of a run through the middle personally. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, that's what Charlie on wants occasion. To do, and Charlie can do it. Obviously, another Carlton news. The girls were. Uh, very disappointing last Horrible weekend. first half. Second half, third quarter especially, they they dominated and should have put Geelong to Away. bed. To bed. And there was a five-minute period where I just I just cracked the shit. It was classic. You know what it was? It was classic modern Carlton. It was just like, what is happening? Darcy Vessio misses a set shot from 30 metres out. Now, I'm not saying that she should kick it from fit, but she's 30 metres out. Fuck. Should be making that. Taylor Harris... Marks it on the goal line and then proceeds to miss from half a metre out. Now, it doesn't matter what angle you're on. That requires two steps, composure, and a little check side. Anyone can do that. Anyone at an AFL level needs at a prof- to be able to execute at, at that. Professional, AFL or AFLW level should be. My under-12s practice a lot from the point post kicking check sides and they're pretty good and they'd be kicking that goal. Two minutes later, she gets another opportunity to Joe the Goose over the top and she proceeds to... Slam it into the post again because she tried to boot the leather off it. How was the reaction afterwards? Where the Geelong player obviously gave her a spray. Yeah, not knowing that she's the number seven boxer in the world, and uh, Taylor Harris is. Can I just say something about that, please? Have you seen the ranking sheet? Uh, no. The Isaac ranking sheet. The... <laughs> I don't remember it exactly, but my understanding it gives is me nothing every week. It goes one through seven, but numbers eight, nine, and ten are not filled. So it's like it's almost like she's ranked seven of seven. So you're going seven in the world sounds kind of good, but seven. There's no eight. <laughs> you did last. Now look. So I don't know what you need to do to qualify, but I've long thought that. I long thought, what would I need to do? What are the hoops I would have to jump through to get like a tennis ranking? <laughs> you're gonna be your number nine million yeah, seven hundred and sixty-five thousand. Sure. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it comes back. No, to. No, no, exactly right. But like, what would I have to do? To get that ranking, how like how play it, play it. you'd probably have to win a satellite, some sort of a. I don't. Know, but would I have to win? Because I'm not going to win a match. Yeah. Well, if you go at Easter, if you go up to Kerrang and play in the competition up there and win, then maybe on the back of that you could say I need to find some better competition. But I'm not interested in finding better competition. I'm just interested in getting a world ranking. I just don't it's know. Not they, like a I don't know they have that. Mate. They're not just going to give you one. No, but that's what I mean. Well, how, what do you have to do to get one? Well, become okay. Next, no, I don't know if you need next to do week that. in my absence. 
Can you do some research and let the listeners know what it takes to be able to get a world professional tennis ranking? I kind of like where that sentence was going initially. It sounded like you were going to do some research. Well, I could. <laughs> Uh, obviously, other news in the AFL this week stemmed from uh, Grant Thomas's comments the previous week, which were picked up by a f- couple of uh, former Saints players about uh, recreational drug use in the AFL. And the most notable was Nick Rewalt this week, who uh, went on SEN, his new gig. I'm actually looking forward to uh, Nick on SEN. So I quite like Nick, so I think he's a pretty good commentator. But he obviously came out and um, had a fair bit to say about the AFL's drug policy. And look, for me, it's pretty simple. One... Would he have said that if he was still a player? Nope. No, he wouldn't have. So that's a bit of a worry. But two, from a top-down, very simple point of view, it's illegal. Well, that's right. Like, it shouldn't be promoted, let alone indulged. Yeah. That it's okay, oh, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. As employers, AFL clubs place a significant amount of stock and investment, time, money, resources, everything, into the player. Yep. And at the crux of that, it's a significant investment. It's sort of predicated on you being focused and fit and, you know, your health and well-being being where it needs to be mentally and physically. Dr- drugs don't help that. No. In any way. Well, you only have to look at Ben Cousins and at one point he thought that it complemented his football really well. He'd you work just, hard, he'd play hard and look at that. Look at how that's panned you just out don't want to. You don't, do not want to invite that sort of attitude into... This environment, no. let alone many environments, but at the same time, as I said, they are putting a lot of money into you being in a fit state yep. to train, to prepare, agree. to pay attention, to play. None of that stuff's helping it. No, I agree. So at the end of the day, I'm not one of those hard and fast, one strike and you're out sort of thing. I understand that as young people with a lot of disposable income, sometimes they stray, they try something, whatever, not an issue in the world. But you sit there and go, and I think the system needs to be a little bit more firm than it is. Well, I, I think there probably just needs to be, as you allude, somebody needs to throw down the gauntlet and say, you guys are professional athletes. You know, we've talked about Ollie Wines, not water skiing. Spot on. Don't fucking do drugs. There are things, there are professions. Like, okay, little thing here. If if I, like I, I'm not a, a gambler, but I... Uh, as part of my current employment, I cannot gamble on football. Yep. Any football or uh, A-league football? Uh, as in I cannot place a bet on soccer. Anywhere. So you can't back I think, I, I think I think internationally is okay, but in terms of A-league, like soccer is whatever, yep. you just you can't do it. Yep. Hard and fast, you can't that's do fair it. Enough. And that's, that's the same fair. in AFL. There are stories of obviously AFL personnel placing bets. and you know, Shout out to Dean Wallace. Shout out to Dean Wallace. Um, even David Shout King, out away, to Fraser Brown. He's not a... Shout out to Fraser Brown on the back. But there's that thing where you go, you accept that's the that's the part of Fabian's introducing a very loud snack into the uh, environment. Some honey soy chicken potato honey crisps. Honey soy chicken. I'm mean, just not a fan of the flavour. Oh, I love it. Really? Yeah, You've polished it. off a packet in this office before. Yeah, but Tim polished off a packet of horrific bananas, remember? <laughs> remember when they were out? They were the that worst. That was a week after he polished off the worst... The barbecue sauce? Oh, the barbecue sauce. So, yeah, yeah, that was after. The, it was before or after the bananas. The no, bananas no. were no good. These bananas were awful, but he just kept eating them. <laughs> what about... They tasted like detergent blocks. <laughs> he just kept going back to them. No, no, they were the ones that I brought in afterwards, after I ate all of Pete's bananas. They were hard and, as a rock. Yeah, the other what about the ones the, I bought uh, were no good. 
the bowl that's the size of the Australian Open trophy full of lollies that Tim smashed through an entire recording. <laughs> and here's, here's me wondering why I put on weight <laughs> in a little bit of a window there. <laughs> but I mean, oh, like, yeah. but I mean, just going back to the, the drug thing, it'll be interesting to see where it proceeds from here because when sort of big-ish name uh, AFL personalities come out, it puts it on the radar, puts it on the agenda. What happens from there? We have to wait and see. But at least, you know, at, just at the moment, as I said, I sort of watch it from afar and think, you can't have players, as Rewalt says, taking the piss. No, that's right. That's like, right. like surely at HQ you'd be sitting there going, we can't have that. Yeah. And when you look at a bloke like Revolt who clearly worked his ass off in training and on the ground in games, you know, clearly it's something that's important to him because he's probably not been one of those guys and is obviously saying, well, if it's good enough for me, it's got to be good for others. Mm. Or at least that's what I hope. You know, potentially naively, but that's what I hope. True. Do you have anything to add, Fabian, before we move on? Not at all. The only thing I was going to say that I didn't get to say before, the bloke that did play for Carlton that I didn't realise was going to was Will Setterfield. And first game in 12 months, didn't start as such, but just looked clean, mm-hmm. looked like he belonged and looked he like looks, he's, he's going to be very he's good. He's sort of bigger than you realise. He's, he's got yeah. good size about him and he's got presence, but he, he, he does it easily mm-hmm. and he seems clean with the ball. So... Um, I didn't go expecting to see him. I got to. He's a guy I've been excited about, and the experience certainly did nothing to dull my um, enthusiasm. So take that as a good thing. Excellent. Um, Moving on to world football, Fab. The big talking point out of uh, the round ball game, as people talk it or call it, which infuriates me. It's like when they say... Netball, we're talking netball. It's like when they say uh, he's played his first red ball innings. Like, just play... To say shield or test match innings or whatever. Oh, he's pretty good with the white ball. You're going, okay. Or Fox Sports. <laughs> Take your word for you it. You still bowl it the same way with a red one or a pink one. Anything Fox Sports north of the border, whenever they do the bulletins from Sydney, they went into the sheds at the half. <laughs> you're thinking, fuck it all. So anyway, round ball game, football. Uh, the big story out of the uh, out of the week was um, a certain Kepa... Aritha Balaga. Aritha Balaga. Mm. And he... Um, I was looking forward to saying that too. He uh, he didn't cover himself in glory. No. The the aftermath, they've, oh, I don't know if they've they've tried to make it look better. They made Sari look like a, I can't think of a better word than pussy. Yeah. Because it was I, clear. If I was Sari, so the writing's on the wall for Sari. He's cooked. If, but and Bramovich ain't going to keep him around. If I was him, I would have told Kepa by now, straight in the room, straight after the game, you were never playing for me again. But then doesn't that just... No, no, move on. You reckon? And so when move he on. when when Roman then turns around and says, uh, Mauricio, we paid $80 million for this bloke. I'm not I'm not having him sit... Well, when I'm, he I'm comes not having out, him play twos. Gives a formal apology, blah, 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 and then maybe we'll consider it. Oh, he did. But basically, no. no. It, on Twitter, he came out with... A, it was a miscommunication. Yeah, that's what he said. I what thought he had happened? cramp. Yeah. Sorry, it was all bullshit because they knew. And then he said, no, no, I'm all right. Because the cramp was bullshit. Yeah. He's trying to time waste to get to penalties and then I'm going to be the hero. They haven't wanted him to come off because of the cramp. No, they've tactically. They wanted Willie Caballero, who's a better penalty stopper. Well, and he, and, and the, having played at City, he knows the players better. He's practiced against these guys and probably Sarri had a better chance of knocking the them ref, off. Whatever edge you I can get. I don't give yeah. a flying fuck what he is saying and in what language he is saying it. Get him off. Get him off. Yep. Then I would have signaled to Aspera oh, yeah. oh, and fuck. said, 
Get him and take him off. As Piliqueta here is someone who has not come under nearly enough yep. scrutiny for the way it's handled. To be even, even honest, the only Chelsea player that went over was John, David Luiz. Yeah, I think he was in like Dom DeLuise. Trans- yeah, Dom, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> he was translating. But Dom DeLuise comes onto the field. And Mate, that was, that's outrageous. Uh, it is. It is. The insubordination shown in any level of sport game uh, you play is just. It's horrendous. What you said there's teams now, What you said there for me. They're playing tomorrow. They're playing tomorrow, Chelsea. If he's playing, if he's starting, outrageous. There's something wrong. Yeah. You, hit the, you hit the nail on the head for me with with Azpilicueta. He had to get over and go get off now. Because get off. John Terry was on Sky Sports for that game. Yep. And he basically said, "It'll walk out." They said, "What would you have done?" He goes, "I, I can't actually repeat what I would have done." <laughs> so you, know, you can you just imagine. Goes, I, would, I would have killed him. It's a, it wasn't good, and then obviously, and but even it. little things like oh, we're waiting for the medicos to get back to the bench, and the medicos are all mic'd up. Yeah, you see them; they're all yeah. radioed up. Yeah. He's cooked. Get to him go, off. he's done. You've got to take him off. Whopper with fries. Got to get this keeper off the field. Keeper's cooked. <laughs> Which keeper? Keeper. Keeper. <laughs> That's a new goalkeeper. New goalkeeper needed. Um, I think they need to. Just, just get rid of sorry because it's just. They play Spurs at seven a.m. tomorrow. Oh dear! And what's a Premier League match? Is Premier it League game. Yeah, He's yeah, playing. Okay. Where is it? At um, White Hart Lane. No, Stamford Bridge. Yep. And they're not playing at White Hart. No, they're I know they're not. I just like saying it. it's just it's just one of those the names of a ground that I just love. Three Point Lane. You yeah, go well, and get three points. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then obviously the other big big story really from um, world football was uh, Lionel Messi taking the piss. What has Lionel done this time? His 50th hat trick? Just, oh. just, fuck it, just scored like another hat, ludicrous, the volley against Sevilla. When will, oh look, uh, yeah, I'm going to come out so I don't want this to get confused with another Tom Brady thing. Leo Messi is one of the all-time greats in the conversation as the greatest player of all time, undisputed. Without doubt. Who's he scoring his hat tricks against? Who because <laughs> the Spanish league is not nearly as good as everyone makes it out no, to be. No, it's not. But at the same time, three teams. some of the goals he scores are just out. Just, oh, they're outrageous. Just outrageous. It wouldn't matter who he's playing against. Oh, the defenders would, and the keeper would generally be better at better teams, Sean. But, no, but But you still. can't take... No, I'm not taking it away from him, but it's it's a whole... Palais scored a th- uh, thousand goals in his career. But no one can record. And no one gives him any credit for it because, mate, you're playing... You're including backyard soccer goals. Oh, yeah, no, he's including... Genuinely including... Training like, ground. Like, training ground goals and, like, you know, he was in an Air Bud movie and stuff like that. And you're like, so, mate, you're playing with So how Labrador. many goals has Messi scored then? Oh, no idea. He'd be... Well, if he's got 50 hat-tricks. Well, well I, think, I think he's got something like... Would it be 400-odd club goals? Might even be more, to be honest. And then, obviously, 40 or 50-odd Argentinian goals. And how old is he? 30. He's got another... He's 31, turning 32. He's got 408 goals for Barcelona, 65. Fabian, say it correctly. Barcelona. Barcelona. He's got 408 goals in 441 games for Barcelona. 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 Which is just ludicrous. That's senior games. Don't worry about Barcelona being Absolutely ludicrous. Argentina, 65 goals in 128 appearances. But he does seem, he plays a little bit more withdrawn for Argentina. And not in as good a team, but whatever. And then obviously the other story of the week was um, the two big dogs of the EPL went toe-to-toe at Old Trafford. And, and all all told, in the end, um, United, you know, up against it for most of the match, Absolutely. really. Um, and, I mean, 
I don't know what your takeaway was, Fab. I watched the replay later that day. Live. Um, but my takeaway from this was these guys are our champions elect, are they? Six weeks ago, we were told, oh, they're playing the best football the EPL's ever seen. Oh, my God. <sighs> Jesus. The, they're falling apart. Speaking about insubordination, did you see the Jordan Henderson? Jordan Henderson's been subbed, at least he came off. <laughs> very, uh, very displeased at getting subbed off. Klopp goes to shake his hand, walks straight past him. Klopp marches to the bench, grabs him, and basically forces him to shake his hand and then reprimands him in front of everyone. Well, it's now, it's it's I'm not never what gonna, Mauricio I'm, Sarri was, would have done. Sarri so should have been doing. Yeah, but, um, it's good yeah. that he did it because I think like you'll play a role in a team, and some some day some days it's going to be your day. He's going to have a game plan that's going to play through you, and other times he's not. And I, I don't expect you know no one no one ought to like being removed from the match or left out of a match they scored or whatever the case may be. But there's a time and a place you've got to accept it and move on. But look, the actual performance itself, I think there were some positives um, from United's point of view. The resilience was really good to see. Um, The way that we had set up to play, the way we adapted in the face of adversity was really good. Um, Losing Matic before the game. Not good. See, Martial doesn't play at all. Martial doesn't play at all. We lose Matic goes down. So Rashford gets cladded. Yeah. And you just think he's the one who's going off. And then all of a sudden, Mata just can't move. Mm. And his Herrera. last act is running half the length of the pitch to stop a fast break. So he's cooked. So he gets taken off. Then Herrera goes down. Another hamstring. He's taken off. They put Jesse Lingard on in his place. He's baked Who already. was not fit to play. Wait, but is, isn't that part of your problem? What do you like, mean? Why no, even no, put blokes well, on the Sanchez, team sheet Sanchez, that are Sanchez was on so, the no, bench? No, because Sanchez had already come on. No, no, no. Sanchez stage. comes on for Lingard. Yeah, he does too. Sanchez should have come on in, instead of Lingard coming on. Yeah. And then we all would have been right because in the end it comes on for him anyway. Yeah. So Rom does a beautiful through ball. And Jesse, in an attempt to get there, had to stretch. Bang. And gone. So that's carrying pop- a hamstring. He popped it. Yeah. So that's the fourth player to go down. Rashford's basically getting... I think Rashford's looking at the bench going, I'll come off. They're just spot fires going everywhere mm. that after the three subs are made and Rashford's still on the pitch. <laughs> and ultimately, at the end of the day, it was, it was relatively comfortable. Um, Liverpool should have put us under a lot more pressure. Yeah, It seemed like they weren't prepared to win the match. And then it, but even the, the media after it, like they're almost barracking for Liverpool a bit. But, oh yeah, don't worry. Jürgen, you've reclaimed top spot. City will not be worried that they're one point behind. No. Would not be worried. Not I, read, I read something today, and it's obviously very reactive, and it's a very small sample size. But they were talking about Mo Salah, and obviously good player. Shout out to yet? Alex. Out of what? <laughs> Luke Shaw's pocket. Yeah, they did say Luke Shaw played well. He was that in was Ashley Young's pocket last week. They said he was man of the match anyway, Luke Shaw. The, the bit that I read. Yeah, he's very. But good. it said um, Mo against top six teams. Um, in the last eight games he's played against top six teams, he scored one goal. Well, they just man-mark him. Yeah. Mm. can't remember who said it, but they said, you don't get Cristiano Ronaldo to beat the top six. No. You've got Cristiano Ronaldo to ensure that when you go to Burnley, you're taking nothing but three points yep. yeah. and an easy win. You'll just be that cream on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, moving on to a little bit of F1 testing. Not a whole lot going on, but the cars are all driving around. Uh, Barcelona's second test got underway yesterday. 
Um, we're only 17 or 18 days away from round one. Um, not a whole lot in, just in terms of shakedown. This time of the year is pretty, um, pretty straightforward. Cars are doing a, a heap of running, 130-odd plus laps. I think Hamilton did 160-odd in uh, on a day in um, the first test. Um, the Red Bulls are sort of putting their best foot forward or trying to at least with the Hondas in the back. Um, Danny Rick and the Mercs are just sort of just cruising around, really, just making sure everything's working. Um, the Mercs actually had a uh, Valtteri had a oil pressure problem yesterday, which wasn't very good because that requires an engine to be replaced. You can't be doing that in the middle of the season. No. Um, at this stage of the year, it's fine. So can, you can make unlimited changes at the moment. Yes, yeah, spot on. So in testing, so that's obviously precautionary. So Merck would want to find out what caused that. Um, hopefully, they don't find out. Well, hopefully, they don't find out. They'll probably find out on Hamilton's car and just forget to change it on Valtteri. Have you seen any of the, any of the uh, liveries yet? Yeah, they're all pretty much much of a muchness for this season. The matte red Ferrari looks Mickey Mouse. You don't like it? No, it's, Mickey, it's Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is good. good. I thought Mickey Mouse was bad. No, Mickey Mouse is good. They always say the League Cup's a Mickey Mouse tournament. They That's make... a very good point. But, yeah, when they say they can yeah, say something true. is Mickey I Mouse. Yeah. But I mean it in I know a... you're saying like grouse, yeah. like rhyming slang. But, um, yeah, I think if you look at the cars now, Ferrari can't do a whole lot. Obviously, with their the red is the red. I think well, the, the Red Bull the, is... Well, the paint apparently is for weight saving. You're kidding me. No, yeah, the matte finish is yeah. a, a special paint for weight saving. I just got Red, Bull, told Red Bull went mad a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, it's actually funny. Like Red Bull's gotten to the point now as a team where their liveries, it's like a, it sort of happened before our very eyes, but it, it's become a, like an iconic F1 livery. The, you know, the yellow bill at the front and then the sort of the, obviously the Red Bull on the, the canopy, Navy car. Like they've had a couple of variations of it throughout the past, but yeah, it'd be interesting in 20, 25 years' time, I think people will look back on that this particular Red Bull era and go, oh, that's a great, it's a beautiful car. It's a good look, yeah. Like the, people still talk about the John Player special and different Williams throughout time and a certain Ferraris. And I think that the Red Bulls will be a bit Every like that. Ferrari. But Every uh, Ferrari. Uh, the other thing to come out this week was um, uh, there's a Netflix special called Drive to Survive, which will air very soon. I think it's March 8. It becomes available. Um, it's an eight-part series. Uh Christian Horner, team principal at Red Bull Racing, was asked um, for or during the filming... Mr. Ginger Spice. Mr. Ginger Spice, Mr. Halliwell, was asked uh, why you know Daniel would leave. Were you surprised when Daniel Ricciardo left your team? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, and I quote, um, his assumption was that Dan was, quote, running from a fight with Max Verstappen, which, to be honest with you, is a bit unlike Christian Horner. He's yeah. usually pretty reserved. He's usually pretty... This one seems to have... Um, Stung him, him a little bit. Yeah. Yep. They thought Dan was signed. Wow. They thought he was signed, sealed, and delivered. And when I, I mentioned this on the pod last year, when Ricardo rang and said, "Look, mate, I'm, uh, I'm leaving," he thought he, he, was he actually thought he was joking. He mm. actually, Jenny was quoted as saying, "I actually thought, oh yeah, okay, buddy, we'll see you at the factory. We'll get a blah blah blah." He goes, "No, I'm, I'm going," and he was particularly taken aback by it. Um, Ricardo's spoken about it a couple times. He sort of has alluded to the uncertainty with the Honda engine, the incident at Baku where he ran up Verstappen's ass because Verstappen was being a dickhead, basically. Technical um, term. It's a racing term. <laughs> he was being a dickhead. And, um, yeah, Ricardo's just spoken a bit about it, not not putting anyone in it, so to speak, but I think that he was a bit rankled as the year wore on. I could think you could see the writing was on the wall. 
It happened to Weber. I just don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. It happened to Weber. And, and you, you wonder how much of the carryover from Weber played on his mind as well. Look, Red Bull have their... Um, and it's clearly not an Australian thing. No, 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 no. But no, having no. seen it played out with somebody that he likes and respects. Red Bull have had their... Um, they, they've got their golden children yeah. in the past. Um, you know, Vettel was clearly that. Bernie Eccleston at one point said that uh, when there was four or five of them that could win the title in the last race or the last round of the year, a lot of the, the sentiment... The sentimental favourite was Weber. They went to Abu Dhabi, and it was realistically it was Fernando Weber Vettel. Yep. And then Button and and um, Hamilton was sort of they needed everything to go right. But uh, they asked Bernie, "Geez, five guys can win the world title last race of the year." You know, sentimental favourites Mark Weber. Everyone loves him on the grid. Blah blah. blah. And he himself said, "No, nah, I don't want Weber to win." Wow. Because our oh, Vettel means more. And same thing for Verstappen. For Stapp and for the sport, there's this thing about him that if he wins, it means more, it means bigger business. And you sort of go, well, we don't know that. Yeah. Don't know if that's true at all. They've obviously just hitched their wagons to certain Spot on. people. Spot so on. The Renault is the second best looking car on the grid this year. Looks beautiful. Looks nice. It does look nice. It's a little bit more yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it does look nice. Ferrari at number one. I still... I, I'd I, say the Renault at number two. I really like... Red Bull at three. I've said this before. I really like the Toro Rosso. But it's a sort of livery that I like at the moment. But in ten years' time, I'll see it and go, "Whoa!" It's like a Prost blue. I'll go, it's "Woof!" Really nice. It's mm. like a royal blue. It's really nice. And it's got the chrome bull. Haas, drop your logo. It's horrible. Haas, it's sh- Haas just looks like the John Player special. Looks like the old, um, yep. old Lotus. Yep. Um, I read one quick thing today that was basically saying early doors. They were thinking that the cars weren't going to be as fast this year as what they were last year. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting when they've been looking at the times that they've been doing at Barcelona, um, and um, that the quickest driver in um, the first series of testing was Hulkenberg, and he went one seventeen three nine. That's sort of what they were doing yesterday. And t- in two thousand eighteen winter testing, the quickest time was by Vettel in one seventeen one eight. So they're within. Oh, sorry, that was in winter. Yeah. But at the same time, in 2018, Hamilton was the quickest, going one nineteen three. So they're a full two seconds quicker. So and they said they will be fast this it's, year. It's always hard. Like it's that thing where you you kind of as silly as it sounds when you look at the timesheet after testing, you, you pretty much you're looking at um, laps completed. Yeah. You're sitting there going, you're doing a lot of laps. It's more about reliability. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you go because you don't know what teams are doing, turning yeah. the wick up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mercedes haven't been really interested at all. Um, Ferrari have done a little bit of quick running. Yep. And as well, some of the timesheets are a bit um, bit vague as to what tyres they're running when they've done their quick laps. Yep. Some teams might not run the softest compound at all, which obviously affects it could be worth up to one and a half odd seconds a lap. Yep. So a bit tricky, but we're only 17 or 18 days away from round one, which would be exciting. One of the articles Gary Anderson wrote, he did a ranking relative to the type of tyre they'd mm-hmm, been using, mm-hmm. and he walked away with a top three in order of Ferrari, Renault, Mercedes. Renault are an interesting one. I said this at the time when Ricardo signed. I completely understand why he would go to Renault because their pedigree in the sport, when they get it right, is magnificent. Yep. When they get the package right, they are or have been phenomenal, both as a standalone team, as an engine supplier. So if they can get it right, and you know, when uh, Lewis Hamilton turned heads when he left McLaren for Mercedes... And it was a project, and what are they going to do? And oh, how's this going to work out? Yep. He's won four and five. <laughs> Not bad. It's worked out pretty well. Um, moving on to basketball, I want to draw attention before we move on to any kind of proper basketball talk to um, a gesture that occurred 
Fantastic. the other day. It was good, wasn't it? Um, which was absolutely uh, magnificent. Do you want to explain it to us, Fab? Uh, Doc Rivers is out. Uh, the Clippers are playing the Dallas Mavericks, and despite not having announced a retirement, it's it's been assumed that the 41-year-old Dirk Nowitzki is going to call it quits at the end of the year. Um, I think they're up by about 10. About 8, yeah. Yeah, so it, the game's over. 9.4 seconds to 9. go. 9.4 seconds to go. Doc Rivers calls a timeout, which you wouldn't do. You're just going to run out the time. Calls a timeout, goes over to the scorer's desk, asks for the stadium mic, and basically gets everyone on their feet to give a standing ovation to Dernovitsky. And says, recognise this bloke as being one of the greatest basketballers of all time. All time. So absolutely phenomenal. And every player on the court. I think I put it down in the run sheet. Is Doc Rivers is a classy mother. So Every single bloke on both teams went over and shook his hand yeah. during that time. I out. would have liked to see, when you're watching it, you go, geez, I hope Dirk goes up to Doc and gives him... I think he was just very emotional about it. He was yeah, sort he of was. a bit sort of caught up in the, yeah, in the in the moment. It was it was very very good. It was great to see. You sort of like Phenomenal. to see that kind of stuff. You, it's funny you, you don't uh, you don't think it's a well you don't even think of it, let alone as a good idea until you see it mm. and you go oh it's excellent. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yep. That well, was it was the good. same thing when um, Carlton played Richmond in a game that we were expected yep. to win. Yes. In Stephen Silvani's three hundredth game. We got done. We shouldn't have been. Yeah. And at the end, all the Richmond players formed a guard of honour for Soss walking off the ground. Led by? Uh, I'm going to punt it and say... Well, I'm going to say Brett Deledio, but I might be wrong. No, it was Matty Knights. Is that right? Yeah, Matty Knights called them all over and said, we're giving him a... Yep. And they all went over and... Can I say this? First player in AFL history to get a, a guard of honour by an opposite. Now it happens... Too often. Pretty much it too often. It happens too often. Yep. Like, yep. No Maddie disrespect. Maddie Knights, Maddie Knights go. Stephen Sylvain is one of the greats. Yeah. Yep. This guy needs. It was, to a, it was a level. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but it, it, for me now it happens too often. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like calling somebody a champion. You know, we we just do it with a bit of gay abandon. So yeah. as you say, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep the gesture, um, you kind of got to keep your powder dry sometimes for it to be able to have the same. Got to keep it in gravitas. your pants, Timbo. Well, this is it. This um, is it. Shout out to my three children. And then we've got a note. We've got a note here. <laughs> we've got to go to the fourth on the way. No, sir. Um, the Lakers here. It says the Lakers are in the shit. It looks like they're going to miss playoffs. Like, and they all, everyone thought they'd start slow. They'll get going eventually. They're not going to get, you know, one, two, or three seeds. But they're not. They're going to be. They're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they ain't going to make it. And how many games got left? About twenty. 25 they just won't make it yeah. they, they, no, can't, they right. cannot defend yeah. yeah and LeBron's starting to dig out people like he's been nice like the Cavs he's obviously very confident he could you know say when they needed to pull their finger out he's started to dig out players now yep like if you want to be here this is not well and look he, he's made a commitment for three years there he's we've always sort of said he's pretty much a um, a playing coach for want of a, a better terminology and if there's anyone that can make demands of the players around him, it's LeBron James. So um, good on him for if if he can do some work now shaping the roster that he's got in preparation for next season. If they don't make playoffs, it's not great. I think he'd prefer to be there. But if they're not not playing mm. the right basketball, you're probably almost better off to miss, be ready to you know reload next season, 
and and be better then because the most, the most if you're only just hanging in there, eight straight finals to now yeah. missing the playoffs. Well, you're not going to shock the world, eh? That's like in the position that they're in, he's, he's not going to make he's not going to make the finals now. So no, the most important part of this whole thing now for for LeBron and the Lakers is that they need to get their off season on the money. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't get it quite right. Due to some things out of their control, obviously. Well, they, 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 they tried and to land at AD and all that sort of stuff, and they, they've moved guys to free up space and all that sort of stuff. A couple of the decisions they made I didn't like. But um, but they need to make this next off-season yeah. stick. Well, they're still in a position to be able to get someone. Um, it's just going to be who is it yeah, and how is LeBron? it happen. 34? Oh, he's actually, I thought he was a little bit older. No, I thought he was younger than 34. I reckon he's... 34, as I said. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but he's a December, but 30th of December. He's just turned 34. We're going to need a new star player. <laughs> yep. But that's the thing. He's, he's not getting any younger. He's still going to be phenomenal. Yep. But, but that, there's that... The Davis thing. Eventually, you just see it going down a bit. Not you, not Timothy <laughs> Davis, but they've got to find a, a free agent. They've got to find a free agent to then... Could they bring in Kawhi and Davis? Well, Davis ain't coming without giving up the farm. I reckon they need a good free agent. But when's he out of contract? Good, got good the following year. No, he is he's 18 months away. But the, the whole thinking is if he's going to be gone and they get nothing for him in 18 months' time, they're better off to do the trade now. But will they're anyone give market, up the farm to get him? They're not a market where they're competing for a title. They might just say, we're going to make an example of this. Is that money ball? You want to go? Go. Is that money ball? if we lose, Justin, but you're not going now. Was it the GM of the Oakland A's when he said you're a small market GM in a small market team? You know, you just got to live with it. Mm. Yep. The New Orleans Pelicans aren't fucking signing max contract free agents. No. Unless people like Mardi Gras. Um, <laughs> Tim wants to talk about Crabtree and Sherman, apparently. Well, I, I, and it was... <laughs> Fabian called me out on this. Uh, obviously, we're, we're hitting free agency period in the NFL. and um, Crazy season. Yeah, and, and look, I've always said I'm a, I'm a 49ers fan and you've always had your favourite players along the way. I, I always liked Michael Crabtree. Um, we're battling now That's good with... Hand a, cream. <laughs> Such a weird name. And Evelyn. <laughs> but he... Um, he like he obviously left us uh, and and ended up in a variety of different places, but he's been released after one year of a three year deal that he had at. Remind me, I thought he was at Oakland, but he could have been. Somewhere. No, it was he moved Oakland, on, and then he went somewhere else. So um, it just escapes me. But in any case, he's available. We we lost our number one wide receiver in. Um, I'm going to forget his name now too. I sound like a fucking idiot. Um, he, but, was at, he was at the Ravens. Yeah, he was at the Ravens. You're absolutely right. We'd had a guy that had, you know, as a as a receiver, had had 1,300 yards in a season, did really, really well. And as I said, his name absolutely escapes me, but has had um, injuries galore this season, didn't play that much. We've moved him on. Uh, well, we've we've elected not to take him in free agency. Um, it wasn't Marquise Goodwin. No, 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 he's still there. There was another guy. I reckon he was playing at Washington. He was either at Washington. Um, he's got a funny name. Most NFL players do. Um, doesn't matter. Um, but uh, we've brought in a couple of decent young wide receivers in the last few years. Dante Pettis as a rookie looked really good, but he's not a number one wide receiver, and that's why there's been a lot of talk about us being linked with Antonio Brown and potentially chasing, which would cost us a lot, chasing um, the Giants' Odell Beckham Jr. Um, 
But then when a guy like Crabtree comes out, you're sort of going, well, he, he's probably not absolutely a number one wide receiver, but if you can get him cheap... You're not talking he, about the Frenchman. You haven't released the Frenchman. The Frenchman. Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon. That's the man. I told you he had a funny name. Yeah, we got rid of him. But he, he hadn't been playing. We were paying him too much for doing the little that he was doing. And uh, like they always sort of said, Kyle Shanahan's a great... Our head coach is a great offensive tactician. And they sort of said, if they put the right weapons around... Uh, Garoppolo and, and whatnot, yeah. they will have... He will make it happen. So he can make an average player look better than what he is. Um, but And so that's what everyone's saying is, do we need to chase a number one wide receiver or can he just make it function with what he's got? So I thought Crabtree might fit the bill in isolation, but as you sort of said, one of the greatest... Um, uh, trash-talking interviews ever mm-hmm. was Richard Sherman when he was playing for the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC Championship Final. And by, what, what was was the words again? Don't ever... Oh. They said, don't ever throw a, you know, a pass to you know, if you, if you, a player like Crabtree when he's playing yeah. on me. You know, it was basically saying, don't even disrespect him by even going anywhere near throwing the ball anywhere near me because it's just not going to happen. So Sounds like a humble guy. Well, well Richard Sherman has a mouth on him. And uh, as a as a 49ers... When you try me with a sorry... With a sorry... I think he said sorry-ass receiver like Crabtree. Yeah. That's what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Don't you ever talk... Don't even talk don't to me or something like that. Don't, yeah. you, don't ever talk about me. Yeah. So in any case, like as I said, when Sherman was at Seattle, I hated him with a passion because we hate Seattle. But he's got a mouth on him. And he was but, the best, best corner in the game. He yeah, absolutely yeah. was. And he's come to us and he's actually been really, really good and he's helped our secondary a lot and, and he'll actually help shape our future a lot as well. But Crabtree coming back into the fold at the 49ers with Sherman there is probably not quite the harmonious locker room that you're looking for. And no, the reality is Crab, Crab, Crabtree was never quite as harmonious as with anyone as oh, he probably could be. Yeah. So Oil I think when he left, he left, left without too many... Tears shed, and, and the yang. fact that he's bounced around since probably shows that yeah, he's not that kind of a guy. He's so. a corrosive element. Well, um, well, it's not on the run sheet, Sean. Are we going to talk about the bigger story in the NFL this week? I've got no idea what it is. What uh, Robbie Gold got franchised tagged by the 49ers? Oh, second, another Robbie. And let's talk about the second highest Mate, paid kicker at five million dollars a year. Citizens <sighs> that they have down uh, or up in Boston. Bo- Bobby Kraft. Bobby Kraft. Get well, he goes to a rub and tag. He goes to a rub and tag. He's a billionaire. So you've got niche fe- you know, um, fetishes. I think we just said sometimes you just got to keep it in your pants. You've got to keep it in your pants, man. I mean, look, I don't get it, to be honest with you. Like, it's this, this is American culture where, like, they'll let, you, they'll let you own as many guns as they want. They'll let you own, like, a military-grade assault rifle. <laughs> but don't you fucking dare think about getting jerked off. <laughs> you're going to see some prison time. It's just like seriously soliciting prostitution. Oh, but it's like it's another one to add to the rap sheet. He went to a rub and tug. Just shut the rub and tug down if it's illegal. <laughs> like just apparently they had cameras in there. That oh. was some sort of a sting by the police. And imagine uh, them thinking because well, it was in Florida, wasn't it? Don't know. It's probably Tom Brady's house. Imagine for one second thinking, sitting there going, "Is that, is that Robert Kraft?" He's just might walked have that in. Big diamond encrusted yeah, uh, jam. championship. <laughs> He's wearing that thing Mick Mill gave him. Yeah. Shout out to Meek. Shout out to Meek. Has he left Pennsylvania lately? He's not allowed to leave Pennsylvania. Well, he fucking keeps doing it. <laughs> have you have you been through Meek Mill's rap sheet? It's hilarious. I, I didn't until last week. I didn't even know who it's Meek hilarious. Mill was. It's hilarious. There's all these things saying like you know he's been um, been granted bail, the provision he doesn't leave Pennsylvania, but a day later he's in New York. So they's like sanctioned him again. Can't leave the state. Like two days later he's somewhere else. It's like wow. just stay in Pennsylvania. 
Is it just me or is it real hot in here? No, it's fine. Maybe it's those sleeves. Well, I'll um, we'll just talk a little bit of cricket before we sort of hit quiz. Yep. Um, Let's do it. Uh, T20 game, game one of a series between India and Australia. What, what more nerve-wracking uh, than it needed to be? Well, absolutely. I mean, Australia won the toss. We put India in. Uh, they didn't start great, but then they got their roll on. They got to, uh, I think Rahul was dropped, uh, was dismissed rather, at four for 92 off 12. So they're scoring at pretty much eight and over. So they're... They're, they're aiming for 160-ish. Um, from that point, with the 32 balls remaining, um, if my math's right, it's actually probably 34, they only managed 34 more runs, which is pretty shit house to be honest. Um, conversely, uh, at about the same stage in the match, we were 2 for 89, so a little bit less off 13.2. We needed we needed 38 runs off the remaining 40 balls. Um and and that's that's despite hold the phone we have an interruption we have an interruption that hasn't quite uh, doesn't quite hit on um, the the shock and awe factor that we might have run with because Sean should Sean should it to you now we actually got a birthday cake oh fucking hell Fabian has a birthday cake for Sean with footy um, goals on it. It does have footy goals on it. They're all different colours. They're what in a I? bit That's, of a lemon you know cake. It's like AFLX. They're lighting up. They are. I'm going to say this. I purchased the cake, and whilst I was there, I got myself a a, a bounty, and I thought I'll get one for sure because we have to wait eight hours before Tim arrives tonight. So I said, Sean, do you, would you like a, a bounty? I don't like coconut. Oh, seriously. And the cake is... Uh, a lemington cake. A lemington cake. It's covered in coconut, so... More Good, for call. Me. Good call. More for me and you. Yeah, correct. <laughs> no, but I'll, I enjoy the cinnamon. One of my favourite cakes of all time, Mum, it was like a mud cake that she'd made, and then she, she bought a peppermint crisp and ground it up so it looked like grass. Oh, cool. So it was like a footy oval. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was good. good. I quite like that. It worked well, Leslie. Yeah. It was only last year. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was quite, quite some, quite some time ago. She marked 50-metre arcs and stuff? Uh, you know, yeah, it was like a properly made... Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you yeah, do it, do yeah, it right. Look, yeah, it looked good. And I think George uh, Michael said. And then I think a... Uh, <laughs> was he refer was he referring to uh anything in particular or well who knows <laughs> <coughs> um but yeah the, the cricket was the cricket was great it tickled his fancy Sorry. Didn't it? <laughs> so yeah just uh just just finishing off um the Aussies were two for five after two point one overs which wasn't a great start but Glenn Maxwell played a really solid um uh match which saw him get to 56 off 43 but unfortunately in true Glenn Maxwell style unfortunately the way that he went out just left a little bit to be desired and left the job was still there to be done well it was and at that point we had 27 runs off 28 balls and you thought yep we'll still do that we then proceed to lose two for one off six balls with Hanscom being run out and Ashton Turner bowled so we needed 21 off 18 which became 16 off 12 but again you're still saying we're going to win this and um, and then a Jasprit Bumrah, who just quietly is probably the best bowler in the world right now. Sounds made up. Takes best two white two. ball bowler, Tim. Yeah. Best white ball bowler <laughs> yeah. in the game. Two for two. Uh, ends up three for 16 off four and had 18 dot balls. It's good which effort. Which is pretty good effort. And then we needed 14 off six balls with two new batsmen at the crease that hadn't faced a ball yet. And who was um, there to do it, Timbo? Paddy Cummins and Jai Richardson both ended up scoring seven off three. And final ball... 
Um, there was a bit of a miss hit straight down the pitch. Yardav didn't gather it, and because they didn't hit it that hard, the poor bloke sitting with his back at long on had to charge in and was never going to get anywhere near it. So in the end, it was a funny game because like the game was well and truly over, and then we almost managed to shit ourselves and uh, and give it all away. Yeah, we managed to win it, lose it, and then win it again. And then and then yeah, yeah it's yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. So anyway, you know what time it is now? It's quiz time. Quiz time. Did it? Did it? Did it? Let's go. Question one, Tim. Well, un- unfortunately, my first one, I, I kind of thought maybe you just might just lo- give us lose the out on the detail. In order of substitution, who were the three Manchester United players that were replaced due to injury in the FA, the Premier League match versus Liverpool? In order. And you only get a point if you get them in order. There you go. Are you happy with that? Yes. Good. I just like playing with your mind. You like playing with a lot of things. <laughs> so I just got to keep it in my pocket. <laughs> keep it in the holster. All right. Fabian's got an answer. Sean's putting it together. Sean has gone matter. Oh, you've done it. So you've put your number there. Yeah. So one, Herrera. Yeah. Two, matter. Mm-hmm. Three, Lingard. Is correct. Yes. Herrera came off in the 21st minute, Matter in the 25th, and Jesse Lingard in I the 43rd. I got it wrong. I got Matter f- oh, had Matter yeah. number one. Oh, Fa- no. Fa- Fabian went Matter first, yeah. 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 Jesus. Well, I even gave you a chance to say, are you sure? Yeah, I know, but Fuck. given how much you give Sean all the layups, I figured this was just you know, another first Fuck, day. I was trying oh, to well, actually. You know, all I can do is give it to you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so 1-0 Sean's way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cricket question, please. Cricket question. Who was the man of the match in the India versus Australia T20 series game one? Fabian said Raul in a losing side. It's all right. Just give Sean my answer out loud. Well, yeah, good point. Uh, Sean's gone Boomer who probably should have been oh, the man fuck. of the match. In the end, it was Travis Coulter-Nile, who took three oh, for 26 course. off four overs. Well, that's who I was... Because I thought he took... As you said, he took three for 16. Fuck. Yeah, but he took three for 26. So that's you what I mean. There and going, I'd, yeah. happily, I'd happily see the, I was the losing up. team player. Yeah. He was the best best performer. So, and almost gave him the chance to win. Anyway, question three, true or false? On this day in 1959, Bob Cousy of the Boston Celtics set an NBA record of 30 assists in a single game versus the Minneapolis Lakers. True or false? Fabian has an answer. And I know this answer. Do you really? Yes. There you go. They've both gone true. They are both wrong. Fuck. On this day, he did set the record, but he set the record with 28 assists. Oh, I, know, I knew he set a record on this day. I don't know trick questions. But it, but it was the NBA record at the time. For a bonus point, who currently holds the NBA record for the most assists in a single game? Don't be afraid to write Bob Cousy as well, because it might still be 28. Sean has an answer. <laughs> Who'd he say? He's gone Shaq. <laughs> um, Sean's gone Chris Paul, which I really like, but it's not the answer. It's actually Scott Skiles of the Orlando Magic. <laughs> I've genuinely never heard of him. Had 30 assists in a 155 to 116 victory over the Denver Nuggets. Right, move on. Okay. Question four. While we're still on NBA and assists, John Stockton of the NBA Jazz holds the NBA record for the most career assists with 15,806. <laughs> Have you lost it at the NBA Jazz? 
<laughs> my, 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 boys, my boys have lost it. The NBA <laughs> Did I say the NBA Jazz? <laughs> oh, there we go. The Utah Jazz. Oh, um, shit. They for, play out of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jason Kidd is second <laughs> placed all time. What's and the he, question? Sorry, <laughs> we both, we right. both lost. Which, America's team, the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> which current active NBA player has the most career assists? Is it a trick question? No, 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 it's just who's had, of all the current players, who's got the most assists. Turns out he's eighth overall. That's wrong. I know, but I've had a crack. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great crack. I really like it. So Chris Paul. I wasn't going to say Chris Paul. You've written Chris. What? What's your answer? Fuck. Is it one of them? No. Oh, what the fuck does it matter then? No, well, it's Chris Paul. He's eighth overall. LeBron is tenth overall. Did he get it right? No, he didn't. Good. He wrote Rajon Rondo. For a bonus point, however, name one of the three current active NBA players other than Paul and James in the top 30 all-time career assists. I only need one. Come on, Sean. Mate. I haven't got a... I haven't... Why do you keep going Vince Carter? Because he's played play for 30 fucking years. <laughs> Even if he gets one assist a game. All right, the three available answers are Tony Parker, which no one has got. He's not playing well, still, you, is he? You've got Dwayne Wade. Of course he is. Huh. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Rajon Rondo, oh, Fabian. Shit. <laughs> you've just You've moved away from in the space of 25 seconds. And the answer so. is? Those oh, three. Oh, oh, could, any one of them. Yeah. Any one of the three, Parker, Rondo or Westbrook. This is bullshit. Well, mate. Jeez, get back, back I'm not doing in, the I'm not doing this shit anymore. Question five. On this day in 1992, Tiger Woods became the youngest golfer to ever play in a PGA golf tournament. How old was he? And that's correct. It is correct, Fabian. Bang, I'm on the board. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is 16. Oh, Sean's God. gone 12. Oh, fucking no. <laughs> You've, yeah, but he was young. He was absolutely he was young, but 12 is probably a bit light on. You don't hear so. me fucking whinging about getting four fucking basketball questions. There was only two. There was just bonus points that were attached to That was a to golf it. question, Sean. Okay, question six. The 2019 UCI World Track Cycling Championship start today. Fucking hell. In which country is the event being held? Oh, fuck. There's 208 countries in the world, isn't there? There is. There is. Do you want a continent? Yeah. No, you can't give continents. If you're going to give continents, I want to have the ability to rub that out. Um, well, I can't give a continent then. Is he wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Who likes cycling? A lot of places like cycling. <laughs> you're um, a long way off, Mark. <laughs> I thought you were going to write Sweden because that's where the... Uh, We've gone Holland from uh, Sean. We had Australia followed by New Zealand followed by <laughs> South Africa from Fabian. The answer is Poland. Oh, fucking so you've only got a couple of letters wrong there, Sean, but wrong all the same. At the land, right? Yeah. Question seven. Which country has won the most medals, both gold and overall, in UCI World Track Cycling Championships? The best cycling country in the world of all time. Who is it? They've both written Germany, and the answer is France. 
375 total medals, of which 141 are gold. one all this all. <laughs> going into question? Jesus. Question eight. Question eight. What is the name of the player on Brisbane Lions AFL list that secured the list spot by winning Foxtel's The Recruit in their season two? What are you doing? Don't Google what are you it. doing? <laughs> I just clicked the mouse. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> I'm not going to time you out because no, I'll fucking you time him th- out. I've got to think about this. But Don't have um, <laughs> just a random name, Leslie, Sean's <laughs> mum. <laughs> so the answer is Matt Eagles, and Sean's answer was Matt Eagles. So yes. is it two one? Is it two one? I didn't mind the recruit. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the rug. Yeah. I think the rugby one was worked better. Yeah, just because of the nature of recruiting in rugby. And probably the roles that you can play in rugby yeah, as well. Yeah, potentially, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, the rugby one is good. You finished jerking each other off? Let's move on. Question nine. Name one of the two goal scorers for Atletico Madrid in their round of 16 first league match uh, defeat of Juve, Juventus last week. Oh, fuck. This is fucking... I'm going to do a fab here. This is bullshit. I didn't even watch the match. Well, it's not my problem, is he it? He fucking follows Juve. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I just thought it was topical and thought I'd throw it out there. Um, I'm just trying to think who the fuck plays for them now. <laughs> well, just to put a bit of pressure on, Fabian is right. Oh, and that's all you're allowed to say because you keep giving stuff away to him. Coca. Yeah. I don't even know oh, who that is. So, uh, Jose Jimenez scored in the 78th minute and Diego Godin. 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 Uh, 83rd minute, and that was Fabian's answer. So we're back to two all with one question to go. What a fucking layup that was. Talking about layups, at what draft selection was Dirk Nowitzki taken in the 1998 NBA draft? So where was he drafted? What number? Can you give us a round? He was a top 10 draft pick. Fabian's gone seven. Sean has gone eight. The answer is nine. Oh, no. The suspense. For a bonus point. We're going to need it. Which team drafted Dirk Nowitzki? (laughs) Have you got it? No, I don't know. Oh, shit. So we've gone the Mavs from Fabian. We've gone the Nets from Sean. As it actually turned out, the Mavs had pick six that year, and they drafted a bloke named Robert Trailer. The Bucks. Oh fuck! If it's, if it's the Bucks, it's the Bucks. Fuck! <laughs> the Bucks took Nowitzki at number nine, and a bloke called Pat Garrity at number fuck. nineteen. The Mavs then traded Trailer to the Bucks um, for Nowitzki and Garrity, and then the Mavs turned around and traded Garrity to Phoenix. For um, Steve Nash as a backup point guard. This happens a lot. I was dead set sitting there going, you know, the fucking. Bucks I thought it was a trick or... question, so I've just gone with the Mavs. Fuck. Because it's, too, it's too only, easy to he's say. He's only Mavs. played there, so um, okay. All right. Well, I have a tiebreaker, and I don't think you're going to get it. Well, you might get it right. No, Sean will get it. It'll be oh. okay. It's a racing question. Where was Kapil Dev born? India. <laughs> Which owner? Won the Group 1 Futurity Stakes and the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes last Saturday at Caulfield. Which owner? Owner. Fuck. Owner? I don't know any fucking owners. Don't you? 
Uh, fuck. <laughs> Just write something because I'm wrong. Let's get a proper question out of Tim. <laughs> Sean's answer is Fabian Guadagnolo. <laughs> But I am happy to say we have a winner because the answer is Godolphin. Oh, no, no. I'm fucking protesting that. That's fucking bullshit. No, how can you protest No, nah, that it? is bullshit. What owner? You didn't say what stable. The Godolphin is the owner. No, nah, because I was thinking, because I was genuinely thinking you spelled Godolphin wrong. Oh, no, nah, I am stuff. fucking protesting that because I was sitting there going, oh, Godolphin. The only thing I know is Godolphin. And I'm thinking, you said owner. Well, I actually thought you'd probably both write Godolphin because in the absence of knowing who an owner is, nah, unless you're going to write John Singleton or someone like that. That is absolute horseshit. I would have accepted well, Sheikh, Sheikh no, Mohammed exactly. bin Rashid El Maktoum as well. fucking horseshit. But I figured you probably wouldn't fit it on your little white, <laughs> your whiteboards. So the answer was Godolphin and the two winners were Alizé and Liar. No, nah, I'm not happy with that at the all. Arabic version. For I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind losing. But that's fucking horseshit. That's, a, that's another that's, question. That's a protest. It's his, it's his birthday. I'll no, let, I'll it's let, not I'll, even that. I'll let throw all the toys no, out of the car. No, it's not even that. It's just like... It's I'll not let even the, the protest fucking... stand. I'll let the protest stand. Give us a proper question. Timbo, cannot, if it's cricket related, I will brand you with this whiteboard mark. <laughs> um, who kicked three goals last week to become the leading goal, equal leading goal kicker in the AFLW? Certainly wasn't any of our players. Well, given that we only kicked one. She is from the ladder leading team. She's the only player I know. They've both written Mo Hope, and the answer is Emma King. <laughs> um, See, this is what happens to you when you give horseshit questions. Well, ridiculous. I reckon we've got a winner. I'm I'm happy to nominate the winner. That does not it's not correct weight this oh, week. Oh, he loves a horse reference. Give us another Yorva Atletico question. Fucking hell. The last couple of questions, Tim, you fucking did a number on me. Tell you what. Give us an on this day. An on this day. Well, thing. I did before. I gave you a couple of on this day. I'm gonna to have to go to the fucking uh I I just, I just can't believe what's happened in the quiz tonight. We're happy to go with the draw. Oh, are we? But I reckon you won. You got Godolphin right. It's his birthday. Full bad. Oh no! Look, you the know what? The answer I've got is Godolphin. I, I reckon. I don't know. I just. I just don't reckon that. Well, that okay. cuts the mustard. Okay, you're saying stable, but can I also add that the two horses were trained by two different trainers? So when you're talking stable, I do believe they probably get trained out of different stables. So I think if you're going to go, if you're going to go all technical on me, I, I still you're think... better than this, Tim. Oh. I'm <laughs> I reckon you've done a fucking... Which to... wrist was Holly Gennaro wearing the watch on when Hans Gruber fell off the Nakatomi Tower? Fuck, I don't know. Right? Is that right? Get it? Let's get it. Is it right? All right, we'll call Move it on. a draw then. Call it a no, draw. Call no, it a it's draw. not a draw. We're gonna. This is gonna live in infamy. This. This is gonna be like. This is gonna be like Sean. The, the great miscarriages by, by the margin in your certainty tip. <laughs> Season one. This is. I reckon this is more egregious. To be honest, I reckon this is. I reckon more. Gonna, yeah. We had a two week long spat over, 
over the other one. This is worse. Just slow. Ridiculous. Beautiful. We're going to sing happy birthday on the way. No, out, we're not. Sean? Um, thank you for joining you're us. Cut your cake. You're going to say thank you for your cake. Yeah, I mean it is Lamington, so that's one thing. Um, no, I do. Thank you for the gesture. Thank you very much. It's very nice of you. Uh, for me, Sean Peterbudge. Goodbye. For Fabian Guadagnolo. Buonasera. Oh, sorry. Out of there, Chitta For sorry. Tim Davis, the quiz master. Always a pleasure. Comments. I'm going to miss this next week. Uh, we might have to work out how we're going to uh, run this. Probably do we get be... Alex Billen back for... Uh... We may. It'll probably yeah. just be Fab and I. Just a two-hander. We'll get, uh... we'll get Billen in. I don't get know Billen. Billen will do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Now... Everything